I feel like I have different homes that all have kind of different meanings. Sawatika, kia ora, and welcome to Our Way Home, a TCK podcast centered around finding home within the people we don't want to live without, and how our post-secondary school journeys went about. I'm Patty, and like you, I'm a student of life with a story to tell. I'm also one of a growing number of TCKs or third culture kids, individuals who, as children, accompanied our parents into another society and were raised in a third culture made up of the shared commonalities of those living an internationally mobile lifestyle. That description is based on details from the book Third Culture Kids Growing Up Among Worlds, which discusses various definitions and interpretations of the term TCK. My podcast, however, mainly focuses on exploring the stories of those who they themselves identify as and or relate to being a TCK. This episode revisits my conversation with Sophia, which you will now get to hear in full. I'm Sophia Hickey, and I was born in Littleton in Christchurch in New Zealand, and then I moved to Brisbane, Australia when I was about seven or eight, and I lived there for 10 years, and then I moved to Dunedin to study, and yeah, I'm in my third year of study, and I'm doing a fashion degree at Otago Polytechnic, um, and yeah. Oh, I'm 20 as well. So having lived in many countries, when does that affect how you answer where you're from? When people ask you, do you usually tell them this or do you just have a one word answer? Um, it kind of depends on who is asking. But usually I say that I was born in Littleton and then I was raised in Brisbane and then I study in Dunedin. And that's kind of usually how I respond to someone if they ask where I'm from. Cool. So with the multiple moves that um, you've had, was there one move that was more difficult? Um, yes, I think definitely moving to Brisbane was probably the most difficult because I was only seven or eight. And, you know, I had kind of just made my friends in primary school. And also my family was there. And then also because it's so hot, it was such a dramatically different environment for me to move into as well as I grew up in Littleton which is a very small town like the port town of Christchurch and I moved to Brisbane which is a big city so that was quite different and quite difficult for being so young and moving to a different school with like a lot way more people than I'm used to in Littleton. And after moving to Brisbane, did you feel like you could fit in there? Did you find a sense of belonging there? Did you feel more out of place? Um, I think when I first moved there, I definitely felt out of place because I had a very thick New Zealand accent and all the kids um, in primary school always make fun of my accent because it was so different. And then, yeah, definitely just, I guess, the big city environment was just kind of like not what I was used to and it didn't feel very comfortable. But then as I grew older, Um, into like more of my high school years I felt more comfortable there because I made my like teenager friends and started to really kind of connect with people um, around then. When you had to um, come back to New Zealand did you feel like oh it was you returning back home or did you come back and realize you feel somewhat out of place here or did you feel like you were able to come back and fit in in New Zealand? Well my main like reason to move back to New Zealand was because I wanted to go back to that more kind of small community and kind of local living. Um, Also, I missed the beautiful 
environment here and the scenery and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, I purposely chose Dunedin because I'd never been here before um, and I wanted somewhere where I would meet new people. So yeah, I think that I was very comfortable and very confident moving here. Um, the only, I guess, downside to it was coming to Dunedin and not knowing that there was such a big um, party culture here. And um, that was quite shocking to me and I wasn't used to that at all. Um, but other than that, um, I was pretty comfortable and I do feel very comfortable here still. Um, yeah. Had you previously visited Dunedin before coming or it was just your first time when you came to Polytech? Um, it was my complete first time. I wanted somewhere that I would kind of be in a new environment and be able to meet new people. Well, before we talk more about um, choosing what you wanted to study at like for your bachelor's, going back to your childhood, what do you feel is um, for you the best thing about being able to move around and what is perhaps like the worst thing from your experiences of being growing up? And- um, I think that one of the best things is that I feel like I'm really adaptive to a lot of different environments um, and I feel like I'm, yeah, just very comfortable in terms of being in different cultures and, yeah, just different environments. And I think that I'm able, also able to kind of connect with people very well and I feel like it allowed me to have a good sense of empathy. Um, and I think comfort is probably the, the main thing that is a positive from being in many different places. And then I suppose... A challenge that I could see would be maybe comparing comparing the different areas that I've been in and being like, oh, what one is the best? What one like is the worst and what one am I most comfortable in? Or like, should I have moved here or should I have stayed in Australia or stuff like that? On this topic of moving, maybe we could skip ahead to think about like um, for the long run, do you know if you'd want to settle in one city or do you think you yourself as, you know, you continue adulting? Would you want to move around? I'm definitely not ready to settle down yet. And I definitely am ready to move on specifically because I'm at the end of my degree. I think that I'd want to have a lot more experience, whether that's work experience or just living. I definitely want to travel elsewhere. And then I always see myself eventually coming back to New Zealand. But I don't think that I see myself settling down anytime soon. So when it came to deciding on what to do after secondary school, like were you considering other options other than getting a degree? Yeah, I kind of wanted to do something. I definitely wanted to do something creative. But um, yeah, I think I was mainly looking towards a fashion degree, but I did look at other options um, like certificates and stuff like that. But yeah, I was mainly looking towards a fashion degree or an art degree or a film degree. Were these um, subjects things that you knew you wanted to study like quite early onwards? Or like when did you first realize that you had like um, you enjoyed um, you know, doing fashion design? I went to quite a academic school in Brisbane and it was a very private all-girl academic school where we had a very strict uniform and stuff like that so I I guess I kind of think of that kind of making me want to go out and really express my creativity and individuality um like I had the urge to just do something really creative because my school was so academic but I was able to do 
like art and fashion as a subject at my school, but it just wasn't very popular. Um, but yeah, and I was just kind of driven to really open up that area of my own identity, um, which kind of led me to really wanting to do something creative, whether it was fashion or art or film. Do you think like um, your multicultural or like globally mobile childhood influence, um, do some of these things influence the way you design? Um, yeah, I always like to look at my hybrid identity, specifically being a young Māori woman, um, having lived in both Australia and New Zealand. Um, I like to always reflect on the history of my Pākehā identity as well as my Māori identity and especially in my last few years, um, my last like two years of my degree, I've really looked into my hybrid identity and also my Māori identity and kind of always kept that in mind and respectfully practising and looking upon the history and um, yeah, and everything of, of my culture. Oh, that's really admirable to hear. And talk. Speaking of your Maori ad- identity, how was it? Um, you know, grappling with that while being abroad in Brisbane. Do you f- did you feel that you could embrace that, or was it a part of you that perhaps you felt um you couldn't really embrace or had to hide away? Was did you feel anything like that? Yeah, I definitely did not start really embracing my indigenous blood until I kind of moved back to New Zealand because in Australia specifically the indigenous culture is definitely very very small and it's not very it's not really educated um in terms of at school like you you know in New Zealand you're kind of taught Maori and how to speak to their um in primary school and stuff like that and that's really not encouraged in Australia so I think that being in Australia and learning about the hardships of the Aboriginal people there really made me kind of acknowledge and respect that I'm also Indigenous and kind of opened up this whole new world into looking into my own, own Indigenous culture, being Māori. And um, that also kind of influenced my need to move back to New Zealand and back to my own home to kind of be in my own culture and my own land and stuff. Thanks for sharing. And um, also with transitioning to, you know, Polytech, were, were you supportive like, through this process? Was there um, any piece of advice that someone gave that helped you? Um, I think that my mom always said, because she's a university um, teacher and professor, and she always said, do something that you really love and something that you think is really cool and something that you just are so interested in. And I think that was something that I always think about still to this day. And I'm really grateful that she kind of told me that. Yeah, it's always nice to um, when you hear parents like encouraging their children to, to do what they love. At the end of the day, even if we're pressured to take courses that we don't like, then, you know, you'll end up rebelling and choosing another job anyways, because you see so many people doing yeah. jobs that they just loathe. Yeah, definitely. So how about... um? Now that you've had some, you know, um, experience doing your degree yourself, if you were to give advice to secondary school students, perhaps like in a, we're in a similar position we were in years ago, what advice would you give them, whether regarding transitioning to or choosing a degree program, or even, you know, with things like design? Mm. I think I would say the same thing that my mom says, just to something that you really, really want to do. And I think that you know, kind of look at my own identity and being a third culture kid. I 
always like to be really grateful that I have had this multicultural upbringing and it allows all third culture kids to be very adaptive or at least very understanding of different environments. Um, So yeah, I would say go and do something that you're really interested in, something that you think is really cool. And as for the term third culture kid or just third culture, like when did you first hear about it? Was it introduced to you by someone or did you come across it like yourself? Uh, I haven't, I honestly haven't heard it from another person in a while, but I've known about it for quite a while because I did social studies in high school and I think that's the first time I came across it. And then, yeah, usually in terms of like what I personally call myself, I like to just say that I have a very big hybrid identity. But um, yeah, I've always known of the third culture kid saying, or I've kind of just kind of always acknowledged it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, it's well, it's cool that they, um, you touched upon that in your social studies. I don't think I, I was able to learn about it through my schooling. But yes, it, with regards to like terms, whether they're culture kids or other ways we categorize our identities, like the terms can bring us comfort, but it's at the same time, like we don't want to use them as like labels and gatekeepers and whatnot either. So um, we might have touched on this earlier, but I want to delve into more of like who or what comes to mind when you think of home? Because of course, there's like the countries we lived in, physical places, but sometimes it's other things that remind us of home. Um, I always kind of consider Littleton my home because that's where I was born and that's where my extended family all live. But I think that now as I've been in um, Dunedin for this is my third year. I think I'm definitely starting to kind of feel like definitely a sense of home here because I moved here by myself and kind of created my own lifestyle here fully by myself. So it's like a different sense of home. And I'd say the same thing with Brisbane. It's definitely like my, my mom and dad still live in Brisbane. So I have my home there. Um, so I feel like I have different homes that all have kind of different meanings but like the main home to me is Littleton because that's where I was born and raised. It's nice to have like a main home and then also other places that you can consider as your home as well. So uh, language so many third culture kids or people with mixed identities uh, you know um, know multiple languages but in your case do do you speak multiple languages or like with um, Tereo or? no, I just speak English. I've learnt a few languages in school, but yeah, and in terms of today, I am wanting to, I think next year I'm wanting to take a full class to learn it, but yeah, I'm still, I only know such a little amount, um, but yeah. Yeah, it's completely understandable to, to know just English. Like in my case, yes, I know English and Thai, but then I'm better at English than my own mother tongue. <laughs> and so perhaps something we could discuss is like, because you might have learned other languages in grade school, right? Did you ever feel frustrated that you were having to learn these other languages rather than say in your case, like today or in my case, like n- having to learn Spanish and whatnot, but not Thai? Yeah, definitely. Um, even like, being in Australia and not learning how to speak Aboriginal, like you'd think that you'd learn the Indigenous language there, but it's really not, you know, it's not really pushed 
there to learn it or kind of even be highly educated about the Indigenous culture there. Um, so I was definitely frustrated with that because I had my New Zealand friends who learned Tadeo or just like a basic amount of Tadeo. Like I didn't even learn one single word of an Indigenous language in Australia. But um, yeah, and I had to learn, I think it was French, Japanese and Italian at school. And you had to like learn these three languages within your first um, two or three years of high school, which, yeah, I was always kind of confused by that. But yeah, definitely I can relate to that. Oh, wow, like three languages. Yeah, you would have to do a little bit of each one um, each term or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you, I also wonder, like, how did they come to the decision that it's those three languages to teach and, like you said, not mm. their own Indigenous language too? Mm. Yeah. So perhaps just um, going back to the whole, like, transitioning to uh, university and whatnot, other than you mentioned like your mom gave you some great advice, but um, other than your family, like were there particular resources that, that you found helpful or, you know, it's okay if, if not, because for some people they found like, resources can be misleading too at times. Um, I think that, I mean, in high school we were forced to do like a careers class and then we had to like do all those like online tests that takes like two hours to do one of them and then it somehow predicts what you're going to study in university. But I definitely did not end up doing anything that those tests showed me. But yeah, I just kind of did my own research online in terms of like what looked cool or like I went into the different universities and then just like saw the different pamphlets. Or I remember I went to those, um like they had pop-up um, like careers events for teenagers in Brisbane and um, you'd go around and look at all the different universities and like other um, other things that you can do that isn't necessarily a degree like in terms of like the police or ambulance or like fire brigade and stuff like that as well as certificates and things like that. I think those events I definitely found useful because that's where I found fashion degrees as well as I found film really cool because they had really cool displays there. Mm. And oh, maybe um, the last question can be with regards to things like social life. When it comes to you know relationships and making friends, does cultural identity um, influence perhaps who you um, feel closer to, or do you, for you, do you feel that that's um, not so much a factor, and other things are more important? I can, yeah, I can relate to like finding a a close connection to those that also have a hybrid identity and have lived in other cities and things like that um especially because Dunedin has such a big student culture I often do meet a lot of people that have come from other countries um and I do often bond with those people but also because I have you know like New Zealand is my home country I do also just connect with people that are just born and raised in New Zealand and I do find them to be very comforting because that's my home my home culture but yeah it's like a mix of everything like I definitely do find myself bonding with other adults that have have traveled um, internationally and lived elsewhere but I also do connect closely with people that are just from New Zealand. Yeah thanks for sharing not just that but like uh, everything else that you contribute to the conversation it's been really meaningful and nice to hear your story (laughs) before we end as you are a designer, if you have any certain like social media profiles or websites where people can look at your designs, you're welcome to you know share them now. <laughs> okay, um, 
I'll share one of my, I've recently actually started a collective, which is called Nuku Collective, which is N-U-K-U Collective on Instagram. And it's a collective of creatives in Aotearoa. And we are just showcasing and allowing creatives in New Zealand to network their um, creativity on a shared platform whether that be Instagram or on our website that is um, currently being developed. But yeah, may as well share that. And we'll include um, everything in the show notes in the description. So thank you again, Sophia, and I hope you enjoyed the conversation. It's great. It's really interesting. Thank you. This wraps up another episode. As always, take care and stay tuned for the next one. Thank you for listening to Our Way Home, a TCK podcast.